0: You are listening to the Impact Church podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at ImpactHarlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Good morning, church. Good morning. How are we doing? It's great to be here. We're gonna jump right into scripture this morning, and then then I'm gonna do a little intro. So let's just read. Y'all good with that? Y'all good with just opening the Bible and reading? Amen. Let's do it. Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six, starting in verse sixteen. It says, "And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward." But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. That your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. God, we love you. Speak through your spirit this morning. Pierce hearts, change minds. Give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, we're continuing on this morning in our sermon on the Mount series. Now, I want to give you a really good recap of this series because this is week eight, so it's been a long series. There's been a lot we've discussed, so I just want to really quickly give you a, a brief synopsis of weeks one through seven. So if you missed any of these weeks, here we go. Week one, we looked at the Beatitudes where Jesus says, hey, blessed are you. Blessed are you when you realize that you can't do for yourself what needs to be done spiritually. When you realize that you are spiritually bankrupt, that you deserve an eternity separated from God. Hey, congratulations to you when you get to that point. And congratulations to you when you decide to hand the reins of your life over to Jesus. Man, that is the moment of salvation. Amen. Is when we say, hey. I don't want to do this by myself anymore. I can't do this by myself anymore and I want to give my life to you. I want you to take control of my life. Jesus says, "Hey, blessed are you when that happens. Blessed are you when you get there." And then we looked at some some things about the the old law and God says, "Okay. This is this is what this is what we said back here and it was all about actions." And Jesus says, Well, let's take it a step further because our our heart, our attitude really matters. So Jesus says, hey, blessed are you when you get here. You are the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. Go out and live like it. And also, look, you heard that you shouldn't murder people. And you're like, yeah, we got that, man. We're good. No murderers here, possibly. I, I know some people in this church, so it would not surprise me. But hey, we're here. But Jesus says, hey, even if you have anger in your heart, you've already committed murder. He brings it to the heart. And then he says, hey, you've heard it said you shouldn't commit adultery. And we're like, yeah, man, we're good. That's cool. Great. Thank you. And he's like, hey, but if you look at someone with lustful intent, you've already committed adultery in your heart. He brings it back to a heart level. And then he, he ends that first act, what we said, right? He said, hey, so be perfect because I'm perfect says, hey, so when, you're, when you have an enemy, when someone persecutes you, when they treat you bad, I want you to show them grace and forgiveness because I've shown you grace and forgiveness. And then he ends act one of this sermon saying, so here's the deal. This is all you have to do. Be perfect because I'm perfect. That's what he says. And then we're like, well, crap, that doesn't work because I can't do that. Like I need you. And he's like, yeah, so let's go back to the beginning. Blessed are you when you get to the place where you realize you can't do it. So it's all about him. And so we, we entered into act two of this sermon. And, and the banner of this is verse one of chapter six. It says, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your father who is in heaven. So what he, he, he says this verse, and it's the banner over these next few spiritual disciplines that he talks about. And he says, hey, stop being a hypocrite. Just stop doing it. Don't come to church just so people see you come to church. Don't give to the needy just so people see that you give to the needy. Don't pray these elaborate prayers just so people see that you pray. And then this morning, he says, hey, so when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. And you're like, okay. So first of all, why would I ever fast? Because food is amazing. So if you're like me, fasting is is not fun. But here's the the biblical truth of fasting. It ain't supposed to be fun, man. It's just not. It's not supposed to be fun. That's not what fasting is. So what I want to do for us this morning is I want us to look at some, some, some really practical things about fasting. There is a purpose to fasting, and I want us to see that. There's a process, and I want us to look at that. There's power in fasting, and I want us to see that. And then there's a promise. And I want us to look through some different verses in Scripture to really unpack this idea of fasting. How many of you have ever fasted before? Okay, keep your hands up. How many of you have ever fasted for Jesus before? Okay, some hands went down. How many of you just went the whole day and was like, well, dang it, man, I didn't eat. I fasted today. Praise God. How many of you have ever done that? All right, cool. Yeah, me too. So here's the deal. Just to not eat is not fasting, right? That's just dieting or being busy and forgetting, whatever. This is what I've realized about fasting in my life personally, is that when I'm not fasting, I could, I could be really busy during the day and it could be about four or five o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, man, I haven't eaten anything today. I, re- I haven't been hungry all day. It just hit me at like four or five, like, man, it's time to eat. And then I eat. But when I decide beforehand that the day is going to be for fasting, I'm hungry right when I get out of the bed. It's like, man, what is happening? And I think, for me at least, it's a great reminder that my flesh is strong strong, strong, and I need the power of the Spirit. It reminds me that my flesh really has a lot of control over me, and I need the Spirit to win those battles. Man, fasting isn't fun. It's not supposed to be. And if you just, if, if you just don't eat and you're like, all right, so I'm fasting today, there's no eating, I want you to understand that that's just dieting, right? And it, that's not biblical fasting. And when the Bible talks about fasting, it's really talking about food, like not eating food. And in our generation, we've kind of we've added some things to that. I'm not saying that's bad, but some people fast social media, which is probably a very good fast to do occasionally. Some people fast um, energy drinks, right? Praise God for that. That's I'm kind of doing that right now, but not really fasting. I just gave them up because I get in trouble every Sunday. Um, some people fast, uh, going out to eat, right? It's just different things people fast, but scripture, when it says fasting, it's talking about food. So I just I want that to be clear because that's the context of, of what we're gonna see in scripture is that these, these people in scripture, when they say that they fasted, when they talk about fasting, it's it's to to get rid of food. And the point of that the purpose of that, and this is really number one for today, this is the overarching purpose. The purpose of fasting is to say no to our flesh and yes to Jesus. It's to say no to us, no to the world, no to the enemy, no to the flesh, and say yes to Jesus. It's to say, to humble ourselves and to say, I need you. That's the purpose. Of fasting. Now, there's a lot of, of sub-purposes, if you will. We see in Scripture that people fasted when they were sad or upset, so it was part of the, the mourning process. We see that people uh, fasted when they were praying for something special to happen. We see in Scripture that people fasted and they prayed when they were selecting elders over the early church, and then they prayed and they fasted before they sent those elders out. So fasting was a big deal in the early church, and it was a big deal in the Old Testament. He asked, well, why is it really not a big deal for us today? And I think it's because we like food. Just, I'm just going to be honest. It's because people don't teach on this spiritual discipline and the, the importance behind it. Because, man, when we get to the power of, of fasting, I think you're going to realize that we've been missing the mark when it comes to this. Because it's so special and so powerful. It's something that God uses because we're saying no to the flesh and yes to him. That's the purpose. Let's, let's read something really quickly in, in Isaiah, man, chapter 58. It says this. This is, this is the Israelite saying, hey, that we fasted, and this is our response to fasting. Why have we fasted and you see it not? They're talking to God. Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. This is God's response to them. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours, this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose a day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. So here's what's going on. The Israelites are fasting and they're fighting with one another. That's all they're doing. They're fighting. They're tearing people down. There's no activity. that's showing anything productive about this fasting. And God says, hey, that's not the kind of fast that I choose. This is the kind of fast that I choose. And he says it's to, it's to show God's love to a world that desperately needs it. So the process of fasting is we fast from something. So we give something up. We say no to something. But we also fast for something. And what we fast for is to spread the good news of the gospel. Man, this is an important aspect of fasting because a lot of times what we do is we're really good at the fasting from something, but we miss the fasting for something. There is a purpose to fasting and it's to say yes to Jesus. It's not to fight with people. It's not to tear people down. It's not to be hungry all the time and to make people see that you're really hungry so they know you're fasting. No, the purpose of fasting It's to show God's love to a world that desperately needs it. He says, hey, that's the fast that's acceptable unto me. A fast that shows people that I exist, that I love them, that I have a plan and a purpose for their life. What are you doing when you fast? The process is not just fasting from something, but fasting for something. So we have the purpose and we have the process. And now we're going to spend some time here on the power. This is the power of fasting. Jesus goes up on to a mountain with some some disciples and it's the Mount of Transfiguration. So Jesus transforms and he's he's got all this glory. These disciples are freaking out like, what's happening? What is going on? It's just, it's amazingness. It's the glory of God that they're seeing. Right? So they, they go through that experience. They come down the mountain, and there's this father there with a boy who's possessed by a demon. And the, the father, because Jesus isn't around, takes this boy to the, to the disciples, and they can't cast out the demon. And then they start arguing about why they can't do it, and what's going on, and what's this. So Jesus shows up, and he's like, hey, what's going on? What is happening? What's all the commotion? And this father's like, hey, so I brought my kid to you so you could cast out this demon. You weren't here. Here's some people that have been walking with you. They're really close to you. They should be able to do what you do, but they're not. So I don't know what's going on. And Jesus says this in Matthew 17. Because the disciples said, hey, why couldn't we do it? Why couldn't we cast out this demon? He says, and he said to them, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. But here's the power of fasting. Look at verse 21. But this kind, talking about the demon, never comes out except by praying and fasting. There's some things going on in this world that will never stop without us praying and fasting for that to be overcome by the power of Jesus. And if you think there's not demonic activity going on in this world, then you just, you don't know what this book says because we're fighting constantly against principalities of darkness, against the enemy, against these demonic forces. Man, and this is what we deal with in this world today. And Jesus says, hey, there's some things that will never happen get cast out. There's some things that'll never be overcome except by prayer and fasting. That's the power of fasting. There's some things that maybe you have going on in your life and you're like, man, I've been doing this over and over and over and over and I don't understand why I can't overcome this. There's a lot of different reasons why maybe you can't, but hey, let's try to pray and fast. Let's try to say no to who you are and yes to Jesus and see what happens. Let's fast from something, but let's fast for something. And the for something is to show that God is who he is. Allow his power to move. Man, fasting is not fun, but man, it's powerful. It's a spiritual discipline and it's so important. For us to do it, we see all throughout Scripture. We see in the book of Nehemiah where Nehemiah asks about his hometown. His hometown is in ruins. The city's burned. It's on fire. The gates have been knocked down. The walls have been destroyed. And what he does in Nehemiah chapter one four, we see that he says, "Man, so I ripped my clothes because he's just so sad. He's so." anguished, and he he sits down, he cries, he weeps, he prays, and he fasts, because he knows that he needs God to come through in this situation, and the good news, if you don't know the story, the good news is God provides everything Nehemiah needs, and he goes, and he rebuilds the wall in 52 days, not because Nehemiah was awesome, but because he stopped and he realized that he needed to say no to himself and yes to Jesus. He realized that he couldn't do what needed to be done on his own, so he cried out to Jesus. He humbled himself and became more intimately involved with the creator of the universe. And this is the power of fasting. It's not just something we do just because it's something we do. And I don't know how many of you know me uh, a lot, a lot, a lot, but I'm, just, I'm not a huge fan of tradition. Just, I grew up that way, and I'm, it's not that I don't like the traditions, it's that I don't like what people have made of those traditions, right? They become idols in people's lives. And I think a lot of times, there are some things that we do as spiritual disciplines that can just become idols in our life. For instance, when we take communion together as a church, I think a lot of times people can take communion and it becomes an idol in their life because it just becomes a ritual and a tradition, and it's not something that's intimate and personal in that moment. And that's why we we try to discuss it so much before we partake of it, and we don't do it every week. We do it... Uh, once a, a blue moon, whatever. I don't even know if that's still a term, but I'm, I'm kind of old. Not really. Looking out, I'm not that old. I'm just, just, just saying. Um, just kidding. But then fasting, right? Fasting, people say it, and there's some churches that do fasting together corporately, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I think that that's powerful, and I think that people should do that. But I think a lot of times in those moments, in those 21 days or whatever the fast is for that particular church, I think that people get involved in it and it becomes an idol or something that they're just doing because everybody else is doing it. And they don't understand the purpose or the process or the power of fasting. That's something I would never want for us as a as a church, as a body is to just do something because that's what we're supposed to do. Jesus says in this sermon, "Hey, check your heart, make sure you're not fasting like the hypocrites, and he says, "Who disfigure their face. So this is what they would do. This is what I want you to get this picture they would they would fast. They would be hungry, obviously, but then they would make their face look all disfigured. So people would be like, oh, look how hungry they are. They're fasting. These are some spiritual people. And Jesus says, yep, that's your reward. Congratulations. Those people think you're spiritual. Yay for you. Don't be like them. He says, when you fast, then don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. You go in secret. You fast. It's between you and God. You fast from something. You fast for something. You say no to something. You say yes to Jesus. And your reward is you get you get God. The presence of God. More and more and more and more. Here's the promise. James chapter 4 verse 8 says this, Draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. James is talking about sin in this moment. And he's saying, hey, if you're sinning, turn away from that sin. Turn away from the enemy. Flee from him. Draw near to God. And God will draw near to you. And one of the most powerful ways to draw near to God is through fasting. And the promise here is if we do our part, he's definitely doing his part. He's already doing his part. He's waiting on us to do ours. There's a lot of times that people are looking for a breakthrough and they're just standing around, looking around, waiting for God to do something. God's already moving and already working, and He's saying, Hey, take your next step. What is it? And man, we get some clarity through fasting, we get some some, some wisdom. Through fasting. There's certain things that maybe we're, we're just searching for, we're longing for. And when we begin to pray and we begin to fast, the Spirit reveals these things to us. And I'm not telling you, and I don't want you to hear this, I'm not telling you that every time that you need an answer, you should fast and you're going to get the answer. I'm not telling you that. What I am telling you is that every time you need an answer, it's already in Scripture. Just pick it up open it up, read it, ask the Spirit to reveal some stuff, and if you still don't get it, then just keep going and keep doing it and keep doing it. Man, He's got answers for us. And I know fasting isn't a a fun topic all the time. Again, I I don't like doing it. I'm going to be honest. I like to eat a lot. It's just who I am. It's who I am. This is... All right. I just wanted to do that. They won't let me on the worship team for whatever reason. I don't get it. Um, but man, here's the deal. I don't fast because it's supposed to be fun for me. When I fast, it's because I, I need God to do something. I need him to show up. And you're like, well, can't he show up without fasting? Well, yeah, he can't. He's already here. He's already working. He's already moving. But there's just a a special power about prayer and fasting. And if fasting wasn't important, Jesus wouldn't have included it in the sermon. I'm just going to be honest with you. He gives three spiritual disciplines that say, hey, check your heart when you do this. Not if you do this, but when you do this. And these three disciplines are generosity, prayer, and fasting. So obviously, it's super important, it's super powerful. We're gonna close this morning. And I just want you to I want you to think about some stuff. So when we fast, I don't want you to think that when Jesus says, Don't, don't tell people, don't, don't talk about it, I don't want you to think that he is literally telling you that you're not allowed to say to anybody that you're fasting right that's not what Jesus is teaching here Jesus is teaching don't be like the hypocrites where they they want you to know so that they look at you he says hey when you do fast it's between you and God it doesn't mean that people shouldn't know that you're fasting right I think that gets misinterpreted a lot that, that people say, hey, don't tell anybody. It's supposed to be in secret. Jesus' point here and what he was trying to say is, just don't make it a big deal about you. Because it's not about you. It's about him. It always has been. It always will be. So when you, when you fast, and I'm not going to say if, I'm going to say when. When you guys fast, here's some things that you can do. I just want to be really practical as we close this morning. First of all, I want you to pray about the, the time to fast. It should I fast in this moment? And if you don't really get an answer, you don't really know, then just pick a time and do it. But you need to have a specific purpose, a specific for, right? Not just from something, but a specific for. What are you fasting for? If you're doing it just to do it, to say, hey, well, let's see what happens. I mean, you could do that, but I would recommend having a four when you fast. And obviously, you have to have a from. What are you going to fast from? Is it going to be food? Maybe it should be social media for some people. Maybe it should be coffee. Like, I don't know what it is. Y'all just, everybody's looking at me like, not happening. Like, not, not coffee. But whatever it is, you choose. Be really practical. Choose something. So here's here's what you do. You, you set a time to fast. You pick what you're fasting from. Pick what you're fasting for. Pick a duration of your fast. And then it, it includes prayer and scripture. Fasting without prayer is just dieting. Fasting without scripture is just dieting. Listen, it's all-inclusive. So when you do this, really practically, I want you to choose what you're going to fast from, what you're going to fast for, the duration of your fast. I want you to incorporate prayer from your heart that we talked about last week. And just God's Word. Just open up His Word and see where the Spirit leads you during your fast. And then just see what happens. Watch God do God things in your life. There's some of us in this room right now that need a breakthrough. And maybe your breakthrough is on the other side of a season of prayer and fasting. Maybe prayer and fasting is the only way to overcome what you're going through. And my heart for us, as a a body, as a church, as as Jesus followers, is that we begin to live in in the purpose that He's made us to live in. That we see ourselves as sons and daughters of the Most High. That we see ourselves as redeemed. that the darkness is driven out of our lives because of the the power and the light of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes that only happens through prayer and fasting. Let's stand together this morning. I'm going to I'm going to challenge everyone I'm going to challenge everyone in this room that at some point this week that you, you pick a day, you pick a time, you pick a a season, whatever it is for you, and I want you to begin some type of fast, whether it's a day fast from food, whether it's a month fast from social media, whatever it is, I want you to get intimate and personal with your Savior, and I want you to pick a time And to start this important, powerful discipline of fasting. And you pick, you pick your from, you pick your for. But I want you to know as a church, our for is that lost people come to know Jesus. Is that broken, hurting, dead people come to life because of Jesus. Man, and we get to show the hope and the love of Jesus to a world who desperately needs him. Man, I can't think of of any greater for than to spread the gospel and to see people come to know Jesus like never before. And God says, hey, do you think that kind of fast is acceptable where you're fighting, where you're just, you're quarreling all the time, where nothing's about me, it's all about you? He says, no, man, that's, that ain't it. That ain't the kind of fast that's acceptable to me. Let me, let me tell you about the fast that's acceptable to me. The, the fast where you take my gospel, the good news to the ends of the earth, that's a fast that's acceptable to me. A, a fast that shows hope to the hopeless, a fast that helps chains be broken from those who are in bondage, that's a fast that's acceptable to me. What are you fasting for? It's not about us. It's about Him. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.